Welcome to the Life Unmasked podcast, where we talk about all things dating, relationship, and everyday life issues. Welcome back to another episode of Life Unmasked. Today, I wanted to take some time and kind of just fill all of my listeners in on my current process and kind of where I'm at, especially because most of you that do listen are single and trying to navigate through the crazy world that is dating. And I feel like maybe where I'm currently at might be where some other people are at. And if not, that's okay. But I would hate for second season to continue on without being a little bit transparent with my listeners and my current process. So last season, as if you've been following me for a while, you would know that I did an episode with a really good friend of mine. Her name is Cassie, who I'm excited she's going to also be on another episode here for second season. Um, but we did an episode about dating exhaustion and feeling fatigue, being in the dating journey and how you're exhausted before even getting into the whole process of dating because of how dating has become, especially during the pandemic. And I'm still in that current situation of being exhausted and fatigued and the idea of dating is just ugh, so tired some sometimes. I've also started to realize and recognize within myself that I have this other situation happening. And even though a couple months ago I had made a statement to my mom while we were out having brunch the one day. And she just kind of looked at me like I was a crazy person for saying what I'm about to say to you guys. In my head, in my, and what I'm feeling, that felt very real. And it was, I feel like I'm broken. And I'm sure some of you are probably wondering and thinking, oh, it must be because of the trauma that she's gone through. Which, you wouldn't be wrong in that sense, right? Like, Feeling broken is something that is probably very natural to someone who has endured the amount of trauma that I have gone through. But it actually isn't even really about that. I started to recognize that any time I would meet a guy that had qualities and characteristics that I said that I wanted... I would feel nothing for them. I could start a conversation and they would be really nice and great and they would end up liking me and I, in return, would feel nothing. Absolutely nothing. And I was starting to get to this point of like months and months and months of this happening with that I honestly felt like there's something wrong with me. So 
I told my mom. I made the statement to my mom. And my mom's like, no, you're fine. And then just kind of brushed it off like my mom does sometimes. And I ended up not bringing it up again until maybe two weeks ago when I was having a conversation with my counselor and we were talking about the dating process and my dating journey and kind of where I'm at. And I just said to her, I was like, I'm broken. Like there, there's something wrong with me. And I honestly truly believed and thought that I was broken because I couldn't allow myself to actually go there and to feel something for someone. Like even I was talking to this one guy who we've been talking off and on for months now and I ended up waking up the one day to a text message from him saying that he had told his mom about me and most people would be like, oh my gosh, that's so sweet. I read it and I was like, oh, okay, which isn't a normal, typical response. But in my head, I was like, oh, I feel nothing. Like, it's just like, oh, okay, cool. You told your mom about me. Now what? <laughs> like, there was nothing more there. And that's something that I absolutely hate because I am very much in tune with my emotions and my feelings and I know what I'm feeling and why I'm feeling them almost to the point where it's annoying. So for me to feel like I have zero emotion when it comes to this dating world and the people that I'm talking to, it's actually started to bother me. And I and I couldn't understand why I was feeling the ways that I was feeling or more so why I wasn't feeling anything in that sense. So as I'm talking to my counselor, of course, she assigned me some homework, which good counselors do. And I started to recognize and figure out that the reason why I haven't been able to feel is because I, and something that I have, I've had since trauma, since I had been trafficked all those years ago, was I would disassociate. And so that is how I was able to function the way that I could while I was in the midst of being trafficked, was I would disassociate and I would come up with different scenarios in my head of, you know, who this person was that was doing horrific things to me at that moment. Well, even though I'm not in trauma mode, and I'm not in survival mode, my brain still will disassociate. So my brain and my heart have become disconnected from each other, not in just, in in everything, only when it comes to romantic relationships. My head and my heart function great together when it has to do with friendships or family dynamics, or my relationship with God, and my relationship with other people. But when it comes to actual relationships itself, my brain and my heart separate. They don't function together. And so being a two, and being very much a heart person on the Enneagram scale, that's hard for me when my brain and my heart don't function together. And so... 
I have been trying to figure out how can I get the two together so I can function as a normal adult when it comes to relationships. And obviously, that's something that's still in the works, right? Like, it's not going to happen overnight. But in the process of doing this homework and realizing, okay, my brain and my heart are separated, the other thing that I started to realize was that I have this problem of horrible self-fulfilling prophecy. (laughs) So I'm sure now people could probably relate to this at some level, is it's when you automatically think that someone's going to leave you, that you're not good enough, that you're going to end up falling for them, and they decide that they don't love you, and they, you know, their life is going to be better off without you, so on and so, so on. And then, because you have those thoughts, you project that into your relationship, they end up leaving, giving cause to you having those thoughts in the first place. And so it ends up becoming a cycle. And so what I started to realize was that not only was my head and my heart disconnected, I was also having these thoughts of, well, my past is going to be too much for someone and it's going to be my luck that I'm going to end up falling for this person and then at some point they're going to end up leaving because I'm too much or they can't handle what's happened in my past and even though I'm working through everything and I'm, you know, I have a trauma counselor or therapist and I have a counselor and I'm, you know, always progressively working and getting better and getting healing that it's going to be too much. And so then in the process of all of this, they end up leaving because it's too much. So then when that happens, I'm like, well, I knew that was going to happen. Of course it did. I, I, I knew that. I was feeling that. When in reality is, is the reason why they left was because I was already putting up that wall of thinking that they were going to leave and not actually fully giving them a chance. Same with me thinking that nice guys, I will never be able to have a nice guy because nice guys don't date girls with pasts like mine, which isn't true, but It was the reality that I was creating for myself in my mind. And so as I've been sitting here doing the homework, and this is something too, as I'm I'm sharing this with you, I'm still in the process of figuring all of this out and working through it. But I wanted to be transparent with you guys of actually where I'm at because it would be wrong of me to continue on sharing relationship content without actually telling you And letting you guys into a little piece of where I'm at at this current moment. So I apologize if this is feeling a little bit out of left field, but I feel like it's really important. But anyways, in the process of all of this, I also started to realize that I am someone who not only do I feel like I can never get a nice guy, I also won't ever go for the nice guys. I will automatically go for the jerks. And here's why. Because 
I automatically assume that the nice guy, going back to the self-fulfilling prophecy, I automatically assume that the nice guy won't want me. So even if they're showing me attention, I don't see it as, oh, they like me and they want to date me and they're doing stuff for me because they actually want to be with me. I see it as they're being nice, that's just who they are, and their character. So I end up going for the guy who is unattainable, has just as much of a broken history as I do, and someone who I already know is going to leave me because of that self-fulfilling prophecy. So I end up becoming very tunnel visioned in the people that I end up dating, which kind of goes into this whole, you know, your dating pattern, right? My dating pattern seems to be I ignore the good and I go for the bad. Because I'm also in the process of all of this. I'm also someone who is very committed and being a two on the Enneagram means that I'm also the helper and the fixer. So I always want to be that person that's going to help somebody. And I love being able to be there for people and help them through situations. That's why I'm I'm in the career and job that I have is because of my love of helping other people, but that love for helping other people has also translated into my dating history and my dating relationships, which isn't necessarily good, but it is what it is. And now that I'm, I'm seeing this, and now that I'm aware of this, I'm like, okay, what can I do to change exactly where I'm at? How do I work through this? And so with that, I have decided that I, even though my head and my heart are disconnected, that I have to be willing to trust myself. And I think a lot of my, when I started to really disconnect was when I went through a situation last year where it was the first guy that I had been interested in in almost eight years, ended up playing me. And I went through this whole entire thing and this whole entire process with him of allowing myself to fall and sharing my story with him. I overly communicated. I was doing all these things. I thought I was on the right track. And yet my dating pattern played a huge factor And staying with him because he was giving off red flags left and right. And I ignored him because I was the committed and I was like, no, I'm in this and I really wanted to see it work. So then when it ended up not working and I'm not going to throw him under the bus as to a lot of the reasons as to why it didn't work. I walked away from that mortified that I allowed myself to end up in a relationship or not even a relationship it was more like a situationship with a man who didn't actually see my worth 
And yet I was willing to stick by him through that. And so coming out of that type of situation, that type of relationship, having to actually go through the process of dating again kind of left me already feeling on edge and uneasy, having to make sure that I'm asking even more questions as to who the person is before I even allow myself to engage in full-on conversations. And so as of recently, I started talking to the guy who told his mom about me and having to trust that I'm not going to make the same mistakes and hoping that my, my head and my heart will somehow find a way to reconnect themselves. But in the process of waiting for my heart to catch up to my mind, I'm having to let my mind guide me in this. And not allowing myself to just walk away because my heart necessarily isn't where my mind is. And... I'm also the type of person because of the trauma that I've gone through where I see red flags everywhere. So remember how I said like I could see like I could start talking to a guy that had all these characteristics and all these qualities that I said I would want someone I'd feel nothing. Well, the other spectrum of that is I would also meet someone who would have like a character or a quality that I said that I wanted and I somehow would find a red flag in that. For instance, I had met a guy who had a very close relationship with his mom. They had a great relationship, something I said that I wanted. I had always said I wanted a man who had a really good relationship with his mom. I end up meeting a guy who has a good relationship with his mom, and I'm like, "Mm, he's a mama's boy, red flag, check, nope, don't want it. Like, (laughs) I would instantly find fault and a red flag In every little thing, which again goes into not just what I've been through trauma wise, but the disconnect that was happening between my head and my heart. And so now as I'm in this process of figuring it out and trying to get my head and my heart to reconnect and allowing my heart to catch up to where my head is and allowing my brain to get on the same page as where my heart is. I'm having to learn how to just trust my natural instincts, which can be a very scary thing, especially when it comes to dating in general. Because let's be honest, dating is a minefield out there and you can no longer hold on to the reality of, oh, ghosting is just for younger people when ghosting still happens for people who are 40 years old. There's so many things out there now when it comes to dating that it can sometimes be really hard to trust your natural instincts. But I'm having to lean on that. And I'm having to lean on my own individual relationship with God. Whether you have a relationship with God or not, that's besides the point. But for me, I'm having to really rely on on my relationship with God and my natural instincts as I navigate this world of dating. And let me tell you, when I finally allowed myself to be in this place of like, okay, I'm actually going to 
get to know this guy on a deeper level and trust my natural instincts that even if for some reason my heart doesn't catch up, it's going to be okay. Once I finally allowed myself to get to that place and trusting myself, I ended up having a really great conversation with this guy that I honestly didn't think I was going to have. And in the process of that, he ended up calling me out on exactly where I'm at. And I'm like, why'd you got to do me like that? But it was good because he was able to recognize of like, oh, I understand you have been through stuff. So you need to take time and I fully acknowledge where you're at and you can take the time that you need. Just know that I am interested and if you do want to pursue something, we can head in that direction. And that is really rare to find in someone who is willing to acknowledge where you're at, not necessarily be okay with it, but they are okay with you taking as much time as you need to get to a place of being able to pursue the things that you want to pursue. So I'm not sure if anybody can relate to that. Maybe you can, maybe you don't, and if you don't, that's okay, but I just wanted to be able to share with my listeners the process of where I'm at and my dating journey at this moment, because I want to also be in the journey with you guys of having a healthy relationship, and I'm still learning how to do healthy relationships well. I'm learning just as much about dating as the rest of you guys are. And this is just one of those things for me that I'm currently in. So not only am I dating exhausted, I also have tendencies of feeling like I'm broken. And I'm having to acknowledge that I'm not broken, but it is also okay for me to feel that way at this current moment. Because I know it's not going to be my forever I'm going to eventually get to a healthy place again. But it actually started with me having to acknowledge that this is what I'm feeling and figuring out why I feel that way. So I hope that this might help some of you. If you are feeling this way, reach out to me. Even if you don't, I would love to hear from you guys. And... Stay tuned for next week. We have another awesome episode coming up next week. I know this one was a little bit on the shorter side, but I just wanted to give you guys a quick little update as to where I'm at. And yeah, I love you guys. And I look forward to another episode next week of the Life Unmasked. Until next time. Bye. If you like today's podcast, make sure to share it with friends, family, and whoever you feel needs to hear it. Also, make sure to follow the Life Unmasked podcast as well as my own account on Instagram. I try to post new content almost daily, and I also do Instagram Lives where I bring on guests to talk about different topics. 
You can find us at life underscore unmasked underscore podcast and at Kimmy Sue 1987. I love to hear from my listeners. So if you'd like, make sure to send me a DM until next time.